It's a classic intro for a classic reason. I'm your host, David Palermo, with Adam Deacon. Looking at Dave, me like what's want, going on, my brother? He looks like he wants to lick me. And, nah, um, not. So, welcome back, Adam Deacon. Hello. We're at Adam's house today. Yeah, yeah, what's going on, Dave? So, um, you know, pretty much business as usual with the Patriots, and... Business, well, yeah. To call it that. They gave us the business. Yeah, the title of the podcast is number one sixty three. Catching up with Adam Deacon after a soul crushing Bills loss to the Pats. And would you say it was soul crushing? Oh, um, I, I, I crushed my soul in advance. It, it wasn't even. I, I was over it before it was even over. So that's what I'm saying. Business as usual. Yeah, yeah, I mean, shit. What's his name there? Shit, shithead guy. Uh, he just broke that record for for most wins against any single opponent in NFL history. Hate yeah, Tom Brady. I do too, and... Hate Tom Brady. And I'm not one of these guys who's like, oh, you gotta respect his game. No, I don't, I don't gotta respect nothing. I've said that, I've said that before. He's a little, he's a little cry, but he's a, he's out here throwing tantrums and just reminding me of every reason why why I don't have to respect the guy. Yeah, and and, and it was it's it's weird to see Tom Brady chewing. You know, I retweeted one of uh, when I was in the stadium. I retweeted somebody that had the video of Tom Brady chewing out McDaniel's, and I said asshole. And yeah, I'm saying like. <laughs> You're not setting it a what good a example. Don't talk about class and then showing that on the sideline. What a dick. Like, why? Because he wins? Like, I heard a story that, uh, you know, from Tom McCoy was telling me that, that Tom Brady, allegedly there, him and some guys are playing some firefighters and basketball, and he got in this guy's face and said some crap, like, come on, we're going to lose to these bums? And it's like, really, dude, you got to get a life. Like, I don't know. But here I am saying that, and in men's hockey, when I'm learning the game, I'm like yelling at the coach that is nice enough to not get paid and to show up and like teach me how to play hockey. And I'm like, Joe, you're not watching what's going on, man. We shouldn't be paired out like this, dude. I am covering the point. What are you talking about? We were only out there for 20 seconds. No, nah, man, they scored a goal. No, yeah. And it's like, so it's one thing for me to talk. Yeah, no, but you know, but, straight up and down. I don't trust anybody who builds themselves like a hyperbolic chamber to sleep in. Like, I don't know. I just think he's cutting edge with his nutrition. I mean, look at Eli Manning. Uh, he just still looks like a noodley. Yeah, yeah, he's still a slouch. Yeah, you know, where Tom Brady did look like a doughboy, and he kind of undoed. You know, not like a fat doughboy, just like he didn't have a beach body at the combine. You know what I'm saying? No, no, I got you. I got you. So, I mean, I can. 
I can't say anything. I mean, I'm like two doughboys in one right now. It happens. But you make donuts, so it's like... Yeah, but I don't eat them. I just make them. I mean, I eat, I eat them sometimes. I would. They're good. So Tom Brady is an interesting character, and it's just weird that, um, you know, the Bills' defense, I have to give them... You know, we'll touch on a couple topics real quick that we're going to touch on and, and dive into them, but what we're going to get into today is if you want a quarterback breakdown, I'm going to tell you right now... Um, I have Kevin Masseri lined up for either tomorrow or Wednesday. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Kevin Masseri from Lockdown Bills, part of the Grand Sand Sports Network that we're on. So yeah, it's always a good episode. Yeah, it's always a good episode with Kevin. He he just knows what's going on, and I trust his judgment. He's a big Tyrod guy. I am a Tyrod fan, but you know, after today, if you're looking for a more in-depth thing with Tyrod and quarterback situation, whatever, again. Look forward to a more in-depth Patriots breakdown. Today, we're going to cover three topics, though, which are, uh, you know, obviously the the Rob Gronkowski cheap shot. And what that means to me is, you know, you say defend your dirt. We'll dive into that in a sec. Um, the defense, keeping the Bills in the game, the entire game. Uh, also, the offensive struggles. And I'll touch on Tyrod a little bit with that, obviously. But, um you know, don't forget, check out GrandstandSportsNetwork.com and, um, you know, great podcast signer that play all around the clock. So please go check out some more sports podcasts. And as always, get on the Lockdown Bills and the CoverOne.net. And, hey, draft time is coming. Get on the Cover One podcast. Get to it. And not only do they cover draft prospects, they also cover guys, how they're panning out. And even recently they talked to Eli Manning. So um, really check that podcast out as well. And don't forget, Punch Drunk Sports Podcast, punchdrunksports.com, at Punch Drunk. Uh, as you know, three comedians do a raw podcast about the Bills. And it no, should be... Uh, not about the Bills. Or, sorry, not about the Bills. That's about, your podcast, dummy. Yeah, true. About sports. And... Uh, it's a good time. If you like raw, unfiltered humor, that's really where to go. And they cover UFC. If you're looking for a good in-depth preview about that, they'll always have that covered too. So check them out. Ari Shafiro, Jason Tivo, and Sam Tripoli, the great comedian. So tag along with them. So, all right. So right into it. Uh, at the game, about what, four minutes left. And Trey White does whatever. Does whatever. Ends up. He's out there footballing. He's out there footballing, allegedly pushing Gronk off. Who like? Have you seen the team get away with more push-offs than the Patriots? I I don't know, but uh, long story short, Trey plays over. Dude touches him out of bounds. Gronkowski comes up to him after he's already not even looking at him, sitting down, and just. Does like a little like shake, literally like WWE. Looks at him. There's two different camera angles on it. Looks at him. His eyes get big, and he just like drops his shoulder into his head and squishes it into the turf. And now the Buffalo Bills first round draft pick is in concussion protocol from a guy who is from Buffalo and understands the pain that this city's already gone through. You know what? And you want to do that? I don't. I I I don't. 
by all these Bills fans who are like, oh, I like Gronk. He's a Buffalo guy. Nah, you know what? <laughs> you know what I'm gonna say here? <laughs> yeah. Again, same thing with same thing with the other guy. I don't gotta like him. I think he's an obnoxious dick. And that just kind of like capped it off. I mean, this game was in the bag. Like, he had nothing. He had nothing to gain. I mean, unless he's trying to like not see him again in a couple of weeks. But I you know saw- what I mean? Like. It's so cheap. And then Dennis, did you hear his apology? No. Oh, it was great. His apology was along the lines of, um, I'm apologizing to number 27. And whenever I hear about somebody calling somebody else out by their number, that to me is a sign of like not respect. It's almost more disrespect because you don't know their name. But then he did say Shadavius White later on, his apology. But he mentioned that he was frustrated that he kept getting pushed off of and pushed around by Trey White. And meanwhile, you have a guy that is a gorilla that is known for just boxing guys out. And he's like a Shaquille O'Neal out there in the middle of the field. Like, you you, you just got to throw it to one side. You are not wrapping around him. And he's so strong. And, <laughs> excuse me, for him to come back and just have a downright cheap shot like that was just incredible because you're too good for that. And I've always personally liked Rob Gronkowski. He's a guy I would probably rage with. That shit is mad unnecessary. But that was uncalled for. Through and through. Like, that's... And the fact that he wasn't kicked out of the game and I could go down this rabbit hole refs. I had a podcast over the summer uh, pretty much outlining about the refs and let me just touch on this Deeks for a second. We'll get back to Gronk. And I pretty much said, like, hey, the refs, you got to watch out for them. And Deke and I talked about this for years, about the refs just ruining yeah, oh, the yeah, game. man. And I can't tell you, right in front of me, uh, it was the drive, forgot what quarter, it's definitely second half. Uh, Jordan Matthews had a ball caught, and it was like third and one. It was off of a slant, okay? And... But the drive before that for the Patriots, there were two times, I think three times, there was like three drive, two drives that the Patriots had, and on one drive, at least two times, I swear they should have measured if they got a first down and they moved on to the next play. And I was like, huh, that's odd. And I was talking to Scott Campbell and his dad next to me. They're like, man, that's the Bills. It's like they're measuring that. They're doing all this crap, right? So the Pats are getting these spots. Well, Jordan Matthews' spot, one yard short was perfectly marked. So I'm like, okay, well, that can be done. They show the replay. And next thing you know, uh, did you catch the play? I think it was fourth quarter where it looked like the Bills were trying to match personnel because they thought they were going to kick a field goal, you know? And it was actually the rule that a first down moved the chains and caught the Bills like in a mosh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, wait a second. We all thought that that was like, you got to look at that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That, what were your thoughts when that came in? I mean, it was just yeah, like you said. It was they were just kind of like clustering around out. They, they, they're all they're all jammed up out there trying to. You know, I I, I I'm not really sure how that got how that situation even arose. You know what I mean? I I kind of I kind of came in when it was just like, yo, what is going on right now? You know. 
Yeah. Cause I was I was running around like chasing my kid, making food. I was I was home, you know. I was home watching the game, and uh, I didn't really see what happened there. But yeah, there's no replays in the stadium. They say they have Wi-Fi. I barely get connected. So, um, and it's like you know, it's it's a joke. I think paying all this money to go to these games, and you know, you got two broken TVs still. And it's like you know, hire me, bring it on home, Inc. I'm fully insured. Comp and liability. I will gladly come to One Bills Drive and uh, fix up your stadium and, and charge you my five hundred dollars to install two new TVs, which will take me an hour. So if you want, let me know. Um, my services are available, and guess what? I'll drive from Rochester for free. So anybody who's in control of that department, throw a word in. Maybe cut this out and send it in. Uh, my email is davidnumbillsfan.com. Thanks. So. Um, Besides offering my services to One Bills Drive. Oh, Lord. <laughs> the refs are asked to do something that is not the Lord's work, and they can't get it right. And I just wish the Bills could just play on a level playing field. When you're going against the Patriots, you need a level playing field. And this is a team that has countlessly got calls and games refed their way. And at that point, four minutes left, you have Grant coming out and then Brady trying to say some shit. Like, both of you guys, go fuck yourself in that situation because that's really fucked up that you would even, especially from Tom Brady, where NFL rules have been changed because of Tom Brady, where you couldn't even graze a finger across a mask, and every time Brady gets knocked down, his head is like a wire to the nearest ref, and he knows where the refs are before he gets knocked down, and he looks at him. And you can call it gamesmanship or whatever, but, hey, you cannot LeBron and, and do that. You hey, can't try funny. to act hard after It's funny, that. too, because I, I got the game playing on my laptop right now. It's just playing in the background here. And right now it's that play in the second quarter where he kind of the, – the, the one that got challenged there where Brady's dumbass tripped and, and shot the ball out. And I still think if you're going to say that was an incomplete pass, that's intentional grounding all, all day, day. All day. And Brady all doesn't day. get that intentional grounding. He doesn't get that. I don't understand it. Because um, who is he throwing that to? The, the defender's foot? Like, I mean, come on. It's... It, 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 it's I like, say, but I say, forget all of that. Let us scoop up that fumble and score on that play. How about them calling a couple plays dead? Like, let Tyrod run that ball all the way out. I don't know if he was out or not. How far out was he? Pretty out? He was, like, barely. Barely? I mean, barely. Like, so you think the refs kind of got lucky calling that out? Like, his foot was probably in, but, like... The like, color like of if, the if, thing? If was, he was barefoot, he was in, but he had a shoe on, so he was out. Like Really? <laughs> thickness of the shoe leather. They were... And it's like, they're so quick to call the flags dead, or to call the plays dead, for the Bills, at least. And it's like, you know... It was a very physical game. You know, very, very, very physical game. But it's just... You know, not to get off topic, but could you imagine if they, if all these dudes just played barefoot? Could you imagine toes getting stuck in face masks? Oh, God. Brutal. It would be such a, it would be such a brutal game. 
Just UFC stomping their feet out. Like, that's just like a thing. <laughs> just taking your helmet and diving on their feet. Hammer fisting their feet right on the ground. Oh, my God. Biting toes under the fumble. Yo, some of these linemen probably have really fucking sketchy feet. Probably, man. They're probably really strong feet, too, I'd bet. So off topic. Back to Gronk, though. Um, just uncalled for, and, and for the refs not to kick him out of the game, it's like, how do you... How do you justify that to me? You're a league all about this head injury bullshit. And you don't even kick him out of the game. And then for the Bills players not to do something, like, you know what? I really do commend them. But not for nothing. If Jerry Hughes is going to get some garbage flag, Micah Hyde is going to get some garbage personal foul flag where Micah Hyde explained it that number 80, Amendola, came up to him and shoved him answer the Gronk thing or something like that or during and he shoved him back and it's like how do two personal foul penalties negate one Bills penalty and if that's the case and that's the rule is that something that's coached in is that like a tweak in the rule book like okay here's a personal foul penalty get another one and they'll retaliate and and it should offset them and that shouldn't offset And, and then there's a flag that does stand against Jerry Hughes for what happened there. Did it show what happened with Jerry Hughes? It just looks like he said something to the ref. And they were so quick again to throw another 15-yard flag. And it's like, you know, Jerry, message to you. You might as well go out there and just fuck someone's day up if you're going to yeah, get 15 yeah. yards. Like, really? Go you know, he probably, wa- he probably f- walked past the ref and said, yo, this is fucking bullshit or something along those lines. And that, Yeah, I mean, don't get me started on this, though, because Sh- I go mean. Go back to Jamie Tilbury. You said it. I mean. Jamie Tilbury, th- you're the one to tell me that Jamie Tilbury got kicked out of the Bills game for throwing a beer yeah. on uh, yep. Mark Ingram. Yep. Right? But no, you. Here's the thing. If I, if you're talking over here about if you're going to get the penalty, like, let's let's go out here and rock these dudes. I'm a wrestling fan. Like, I would be like, whatever. Like, what are they going to do about it? Turn this shit into the Royal fucking Rumble. Like, run, run, run your bench over to their bench. What? You know, this is going to be like a this is going to be like a hockey game on grass in a minute. Like. And and you know they got to start doing that. I, I don't I don't understand how how this team just allows. I mean, come on. The year the Jets came in, different players, but you know the year the Jets come in with Rex Ryan and and, and Tomlinson goes, LT goes. And it's the same old Bills. And you know what they did? I took offense to that. And you know what they did? They knocked the Bills around. They knocked the Bills around. The Dolphins take out Aaron Williams. They do nothing. They absolutely do nothing. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, see, it's a neck injury. Right. They do absolutely nothing. No. Th- this team you know needs what? to be built. You know like, what, though? Like, unpopular opinion. Like, I still I still say that was kind of just like a bad case of Aaron Williams not getting his head around. Like, Dude, really? Because that guy, like, he got another penalty similar, didn't he? And I think this year. I, but but still, I, 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 don't, I don't think that dude was like, yo, I'm going to try to kill this guy. I think it was just like 
he wasn't looking, he wasn't looking, he wasn't looking, and then when he was, it was too late. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. These players know when guys got injuries, and they do target it. You know that, too. So. Well, I mean, yo, there's definitely there's definitely instances where that is the case, but I just don't think that was one of them. Either way. Again, unpopular Either opinion. way, the, the, the team's not doing shit about it. That's the that's the beef I got. It's like Buffalo is supposed to be this tough place to pe- play. It used to be a juggernaut place to play. You got ex Bills players talking openly. You know the '90s greats talking openly, saying like, "Yeah, that's unacceptable." Allegedly, Jim Kelly was on the radio. I didn't hear it, and it's like saying like, "Yeah, they should have retaliated, did something." Yeah, I mean, right? you gotta stick up for your squad for sure. If you're but- gonna get a flag for saying something. You might as well grab him by the face mask and launch him. Right, right. Do something. I know it's not popular. It ain't PC. It ain't. Yeah, well, if you really want to pick apart doing it for the kids or not, I could show you a lot of examples of the NFL not being a good company and something that maybe sports, maybe sports really isn't the thing your kids should look up to. Maybe it's not. Because for me, I looked at Michael Jordan and I thought if I didn't have it out of the box and in the nineties I didn't have access, I didn't know he had to really work. You know what I mean? I thought you just had it or you didn't. And it's kind of discouraging. And and sports might not be the spot for role models. It might be. But to play judge and jury and set the standard and you know, uh, uh, of concussion protocol and this and that and every year we keep talking about the same thing, which is these rats just ruining games. There's no integrity in the sport. There's no integrity in the NFL. No. You know, like every week is military appreciation week. Like, that's cool. I respect and love the military. But it's like, are you guys trying to cover up so hard for getting paid off? Like, I don't understand. Like, it's just some weird shit. So... You know, I just, I've been going to games for a while and I don't remember every year something to do with the military. And it's just weird. Like, the NFL is just really weird. Uh, you know, they don't do the breast cancer thing anymore. You know, like, it's just, it's a weird, sleazy organization. And, you know, here we are playing WWE. And it just seems like the Fagulas haven't figured out what refs to pay off yet or something. And,. You know, the Bills can't even get a level playing field. It's not it's not the Russ fault they lost. Right? That's not my point here. My point is is enough is enough. This is stupid. The, the Patriots have never had to face adversity of what, a five and five record? When's the last time they've ever had to do that? You know, when when have they ever been six and six? Or you know what I mean? Like an eight and eight, a seven and nine, and actually had to face adversity. No. Because what people yeah, like no, to do is just... They've never had to, like, slide in on the wild card, you know? But like, there's, like, two or three been, games this year where they should have lost, and the refs blew it, and they got the win. Oh, that Jets game. I mean, the refs definitely altered the outcome of that Jets game. And you could also say the Texans yeah. was a close one as well. So it's like they're squeaking away, and next thing you know, they are 10-2. and two. And we forget about the three sketchy wins they got in there. You know, oh, they just play. Well, what happens is if you're a player, you're a team. You you get to build confidence. You know, people love Tom Brady, but, like, 
when you don't get touched and you essentially play football your whole career as if you have a red jersey on in practice and thanks to Bill Polian over there in Indianapolis um, on the competition committee when you had Peyton Manning, they loosened up the rules on hitting quarterbacks as in like they started protecting them. You know, now it's a quarterback driven league. Why? Because, well, at one time when you had more practice time, you could develop guys. You could have them make adjustments. You, you drafted a guy high. And now it's like, well, if you're the NFL, these old franchise quarterbacks are dying. They're going to be extinct soon. I, I wouldn't be shocked yeah. if the NFL has been trying to pave a Patriots, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Saints Super Bowl thing. You know, like, why not? Honestly, I would love to see it. And I hope the Saints just kick the absolute shit out of the Patriots. But that's the way it could shape out. You know, and, and it's like, if you go by what's going to pay the bills, that's going to pay the bills. Phil Rivers in the playoffs in L.A., that's going to pay the bills. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was watching the Cowboys game, dude, and and, 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 the, and uh, the Chargers. And I swear, man, the, the, the Chargers were getting away with, with murder defensively, defensive back-wise. And the Cowboys... You know, all down and out because of Ezekiel Elliott, right? Yeah. The Cowboys, not a good PR thing. And, uh, you know, the manager, Jerry Jones, put whatever conspiracy spin you want here. Could they have a reason to maybe call more pass interference on the Cowboys' corners? You have, again, a franchise quarterback, Phillip Rivers. He doesn't have a ring. Now we got controversy. We're getting these playoff matchups, and everything is driven by media. These companies are enormous. And... You know, the advertising space is enormous. I mean, just look at our health for what advertising has done to this country. Man, no, I mean, you can't, so, you can't rule out any of that. You can't rule out any of that because, you know, like you said, Jerry Jones started started getting loud about, you know, about things at the league level. And so now, you know, the guys at the league level are probably like, yo, fuck Jerry Jones. And can you can you blame it? You know what I mean? No, but no, no. Time, it's like years of bullshit going by, going by, going by. It's like the amount of a, a poll that Robert Kraft has, and, and and the fact that a guy like an Ernie Adams is even allowed around the Patriots facility is crazy. The fact that Bill Belichick even has a job after the cheating scandal is crazy. The fact that Josh McDaniels got fired from Denver, and guys are permanently banned from the NFL from that operation of cheating again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have a guy who's mm-hmm. an assistant defensive backs coach, has no offensive football knowledge. He is now the offensive coordinator. And it's like, huh, it's just weird. But nonetheless, the Bills can't get out of their own damn way. So let's dive in. The defense kept the Bills into the game, I got to say. 23 points to Tom Brady, Gronkowski, I have liked Amendola since he was with the Rams. Just got to know him through fantasy football. Um, but, you know, what were your thoughts defensively on the game, Deeks? I mean, first half, you couldn't have asked for any better. You know what I mean? Nine to three. Yeah. Nine nine points. I was loving that. I got, you know, I got Kostowski in fantasy, so. I was loving I was loving those nine points. <laughs> I didn't have Rex Burkhead, so I don't know, you know. Yeah, I had him too. He decided to break out today. I had yesterday. him too, and I had Gronk. Not gonna lie. <laughs> so you had like a two hundred point day. Yeah, no, I had a, I had a great I I had a great day in fantasy. I, I'm still in last place though. 
But I beat the first place team this week. I still owe money to the league. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's, it's about time for me to pay up here. Yeah. <sighs> I took a beating. So defensively, you know, they cut the bills off. And they they cut the bills in it. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely, they definitely did. But uh, you gotta score points. Gotta score points. And we just didn't. Didn't score the damn points. I really like the. Uh, I really, you know, it's going to get in the offense side of the ball, but this will actually lead there too. Um, I really like what the coaching staff did, and I've been ripping the coaching staff for a few weeks. And well, they've done a lot of questionable shit. But I know where you're going. With, ooh, ooh, that Kyle Williams sack just popped up. Yeah, it's great with the bot on the face. Yeah, that was. Yeah, it's meant. Kyle Williams, good that job. That was a great right. play. Um, so the coaching staff, first drive. Let's get to the offensive side of the ball, touch on it. Offense didn't produce three points. Okay, you got the story. Tyrod Taylor for like 60 yards passing. He had like 97 or 87 total yards or something offensively if you include 30-something yards rushing. <sighs> Look, I am a big – you can almost put me as a Tyrod apologist – but, and Deacon has been hyped on Tyrod since he came to the Bills. Oh, yeah. But there comes a point where you do start that sat line and scratch your head really hard. Could he have? Well, watching the game in person, I didn't know Tyrod Taylor had an injured knee at all. Like, at all. Until I was driving home and listening to the post-game show with Chopin Bulldog. And I even missed the presser. So... Um, you know, I didn't know he had a hurt knee, which explains why he maybe threw that pick instead of rolling right. Yeah. In the first drive, because that yeah. first opening drive for the Bills was so impressive. Like Rick Dennison, kudos, buddy. Great combination of run and pass. Uh, five wide a lot, empty sets. I've been talking about Tyrod Taylor and the shotgun again for a long time. And I mean, guys, yeah, I hope that's really the only like kudos it. he's getting here, though, because I mean, this team scored three points. Look, the Joe Webb stuff was nice. Let's stay with the positives. <laughs> the Joe Webb stuff was nice. Like to see those wrinkles there. Um, Nate Peterman calling him to do phase. Granted, it was on blitzes, you know, uh, calling a couple fades on Stefan Gilmore were. You know, third and one, you have your Hall of Fame running back coming off the field. I mean, you know, we talk about mismatches in football all the time, and that guy is a guy that they pay attention to. Even for a nanosecond, you free somebody up. Maybe somebody slips on a misdirection. Like, you are dictating. You are the offense. You dictate. You hear about these good coaches, they dictate. But what do the Bills do? They tend to get untimely penalties, which with the refs, you could say is debatable. And the reason I don't crush Tyrod, I'm just going to touch on this loosely, Deke. The reason I really can't crush Tyrod is there's a lot of times where this team will get a stupid fucking penalty and they're like first and 20 now. Now they're first and 15. And whether that's a justified call or not, now you have to throw. And yes, he needs to overcome that. But the Bills, if everything is situational football, you people want to pat Belichick on the back, it's situational football. Well, here's the situation. 
Look at the situation. The Bills get penalties. And look at the situation. A team, say, the Patriots get penalties. And when you look at the box score, the penalty yards all add up. Because guys like Bill Belichick know that people are just going to look at the box scores. They're going to look at the general numbers. Why do you think he puts up points at the end of games? That's a really just mess with analytics. And if you're Bill Belichick and you're great at game planning... It's very easy to think, what would really fuck up my game planning right now? Oh, if teams did this. So what's he do? He does that. And guess what? Your players will want to pad their stats. Why not? You're also getting more reps. And he gets criticized for, you know, trying different things on defense, looks that you've never seen. Um, At the same time, that's good because you actually get to try him out. So he's very efficient with the time he has with his players. Couple that with a quarterback who doesn't get touched, and you're doing a lot, of, a lot of damage, you know. So, um, I guess as far as my original point, um, I really don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I just like went full circle. Um, I just think I just really think that it comes down to coaching and adjustments overall with this game, and it's just another glaring thing where some of these timely play calls, untimely penalties, and the penalties the, the Patriots get, they, they usually don't even out. They might in, in the box score, but when they happen, it doesn't matter. Because Tom Brady is a very emotional player, heat of the moment, right? Why is he not bitching when there's a holding call? I believe the same drive that the Gronk thing happened, like fourth quarter. Why is he not crying about that? Because it doesn't matter to him. He's done this a million times. It doesn't matter. You know, to me, that says maybe he's used to these penalties being evened out. It has to be, right? I don't know. Am I reading into this too conspiracy? Not that. Yeah, I mean, maybe, but. It's not weird that the dude who's willing to rip his coach up and down and is willing to defend Gronk on on a dude doing something awfully cheap. He's. Not going to get the same guy, isn't going to get mad over a holding call, ain't going to get in his offensive lineman's face like he has done before, ain't going to yell with a ref like he has done before or pout. Come on, man. That's just like the weird part. It's like, oh, Tommy has no problem with it. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm reading into nothing. (laughs) (laughs) No. No, I don't know, man. What do you think, though? Like, do you think the Patriots are just that good? I mean, I think they're good, but I think that when you have confidence and you're used to things going your way, it's easy to go into work the next day. You know what I mean? It's easy to care. And for Bill's team, like, man, talk about facing adversity. You have Gronkowski doing his thing, not only killing you, but... I want to know what this means for the next time the team matches up because the team can't show to make good adjustments at halftime. It seems like every half this team goes into is like, all right, guys, let's go on and keep doing what we're doing and we'll keep building on what we're doing here, which can work. You know, that that could work. But some of the coaching decisions, again, offensively, specifically, Come to bite the bills in the ass in untimely ways. It seems like the gadget plays tend to be an abomination. 
but sometimes they work. You know, like the the Joe Webb you were talking about, that the virus could die. Um, that plays actually on my screen right now. Oh my god, it's so close. Uh, I mean, and if he would have, if he would have caught that ball, that was in. If he would have caught that ball, that that could have changed the entire momentum of that of the game. You know, Scott going Campbell. to halftime with a little lead, maybe. Scott Campbell you know, said it next going to me. seven six instead of <laughs> nine three, whatever. Momentum. I don't really Momentum. buy it, but I mean, I, I buy think, it. I, buy I think it. there's a thing to, to, to I'm confidence. buying. I think there's a thing to confidence, which is I think what momentum can bring you. Well, no, that's that's exactly what they that that's exactly what they're talking about. You you get on a roll mentally, and it's all confidence. It's all that's all it is. Do you think the coaches did enough to win the game? Do you, Do you think it came down to Tyrod Taylor? Like when you're watching the game, and I'm not trying to defend him or or praise him, but when you're watching the game, are you like? Okay, this is a situation where that's on coaching. Or is we need more from that position. Period. Period. And you know, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to poo-poo on Tyrod, but we just need more from that position. It's a hard pill to swallow for me, man. The and quarter, the quarterback needs to pr- produce more. We have no, no points to speak of. I mean, again. When it comes down to the box score, it needs to be better than that. It needs to be better. And what kills me, too, is you got these running backs running really well. I mean, LaShawn McCoy, hats off to him for just gaming. Uh, I had an Instagram post of my little McCoy jersey folded up on my dresser. And uh, I leave it there every day. And it's a little McCoy flag. Yeah, laugh it up. I'm 33. I know. But uh, it's really a pleasure to watch him work. And got to give, um, you know, a a shout-out to an offensive lineman, Deion Dawkins, just absolutely mauling dudes at the left tackle spot yesterday. Just Deion Dawkins is a real deal. That's a very good draft pick. Yeah, yeah, he looks good out there. I mean, you know, there's there's definitely times where – the the fact that he's a rookie shows, but solid, solid pick. I, I'm liking I'm liking the potential there, and not not even just the the potential. He's producing, and you know I'm not saying he's not, but again, you know he's he's young and he's gonna get better. I I think the ceiling's high with that guy. I just still don't know what to think because I don't. I don't know. It's getting scary. It's almost draft talk time, and I hate I hate it. And and here we go. The Ravens won again, so they're up in the Bills. Uh, yeah, that's that's bad news. Yeah. So again, the Bills control their own destiny. You look back at a Carolina game where they could have won. You look back at a Bengals game that they could have won. It's these early losses that come to haunt you. And to flip it, it's like if the Patriots lose those games, they're facing more adversity. Maybe they actually crumble, but it doesn't happen. So it's like a tale of two different stories here. Look at it from two different perspectives. That's the beauty of being a fan of a franchise that's lost for so long as you have this perspective, but flip it on your head. I mean, come on, man. There's these these people with, with Tom Brady jerseys. They're not even watching a man on the field play, and us Bills fans will 
sit out there and cheer on Brian Brom, which, you know, for you Peterman fans, I don't understand on, on a side note, like this guy plays not even three quarters of football and he throws five picks in 30 minutes and, and actually, yeah, less than 30 minutes. And this kid is just, you got to put him in. He's way better than the other guy. It's like, man, he almost threw a couple picks yesterday too. At the same time, he also hit some guys in stride and the ball fell off their hands. At the same time, I don't know why he's not throwing deeper. And when he has an overthrow in the end zone to a guy who's open, you know what I get from Peterman fans around me? Silence. If that was Tyrod, oh, my God, he fucking sucks. Oh, my God. And it's like, again, objective lens here. We saw what it's either yes or no. And, And Buffalo fans are yes or no with the quarterback. They don't want to look or remember that this offensive line played a lot better last year. They played a lot better the year before that. They played better the year before that, and a year before that, and a year before that, and a year before that. And there's already been enough talent on this team to work at the offensive line spot. The coaches change it. We're going into a draft. I don't know what to do. I really don't know what to do. Rico cannot be here next year. He just can't. It's not going to work. I If he came here, I would probably not go to the games. You have to get rid of the offensive line coach, hands down. Does not know how to evaluate talent. Hands down. It's not working. And, and I'm not a player on the team. If I want to find out some stuff, I, there's a couple contacts we can go through and find out some things. But it ain't my place to ask and then air it out. But these players aren't stupid. They ain't robots. No. No, and I, I agree with you on the offensive line coach thing, man. Like, there's there's got to be a point here where someone, one of these guys, has been like, listen, man, it's not working the way it worked the last couple of years. Like, we're we're doing it wrong, you know? You're asking us to do stuff that isn't working. It's had to have come up. No, the run game has come to fruition a little bit. Yeah, no, it's but, it's come around, but still, it's not it's not where it was. This, like they're, this, they're this climbing the rankings. This though. team was tenth in scoring last season. I mean, that's the thing. Tenth last year's offense at twenty seven points. People forget that Tyrod Taylor was a quarterback of that. And and this game is a game of matchups. And what do you do? You trade away the matchups and Sammy Watkins and Darius, whether they're playing like shit or not. Them out on the field is a matchup nightmare. And I just can't, you know, who do I give credit to in this draft? Whaley? It ain't Brandon Bean. He hasn't picked anybody yet. But am I stoked on a new regime and a new look at things? Sure. Why not? I don't have a choice. But I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm riding with it. Uh, From all accounts, Carolina, some people say has had good drafts. And they like it. So, look, I'm still going to Calvin Benjamin. But Justin Bill's luck, it's like, man, I hate to say it, but it seems like players come here and their careers die. And it's like, we would shit on people for saying that. You know, why don't you have some hope? And this and that. And here I am turning into the damn salty reporter guy. It's like, damn, this is old. You know, like, here we go again. Yeah, if you you keep it up, they're going to hire you to write for the newspaper. We can negotiate something. Um, so, 
I don't know, Deacon, anything else in your life going on? How's the message board going? You so up with the Bills Mafia? You doing your thing over there? Yeah, yeah. Still still rocking with those guys. Still moderating. In moderation. <laughs> I have been so late to the games. We've been leaving Rockstar at 9.30. Actually, I almost was late today, uh, last game, because Drunk Dean, your favorite drummer. My, my favorite drummer, Decided huh? to be, by default. Decided to be um, late 20 minutes, but he brought his dad, which is good. Oh, Rich is the best. Rich is the man. Love Rich. My favorite guitarist. Love Rich. Oh, we jammed afterwards, too. Rich is good. I like Rich. But, yeah, we were driving there, and then Dean had to stop and take a doogie, and uh, he took, like, 20 minutes. I'm not surprised. That that's short for him. Yeah, my girlfriend wanted to get some ice cream, and I'm like, no, we don't have time for Cold Stone and Robert how we were uh, or Dunkin' Donuts, Baskin Robbins to like ass. to like fold it all. I don't need I don't need to wait for this ice cream to get folded on this this stone. And meanwhile, we're waiting for Dean to come out of the can. And Yo, it's don't like, hate Dean, on Cold Stone, man. That it's worth the wait. It's actually Baskin Robbins. Whatever. I'm just saying, man. I, I think Dean's a good guy. You know, he's a good guy. But because Hayward lost my my season ticket card, I have to now go to the thing, and get a ticket every time. So I haven't even had time to go to the rep until tailgate, and really, bullshit around. So I'm getting to these games at like eleven thirty. I think I think we got there at twelve ten. Can't you just go online and print that out? Uh, yes, but I have to go on the Bills website and figure all the login information out. It's kind of a pain. Long story short. <laughs> Just click on <laughs> forgot my password, you asshole, and get on with it. Look, man, by the time I think about it, it's too late, okay? It's kind of like herpes. It's just, oh, well... <laughs> you know what I mean? Just deal with the burn. Is that 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 that's how you handle your herpes? From what I hear, can't confirm nor deny. But yeah, there's no herpes here that we know of. I haven't. Good. Oh my god. Good for you. I love you. Okay, so anything else on the bills? Like anything else in this defeat? I'm about good here. Um. I'm going to dive in the deep bills are like, The Bills are like herpes. Do you think there's any hope for them to get into the playoffs or no? <sighs> it's going to mean some other teams fucking up real bad. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> That's like, what it's going to come down like, to. I'm just figuring. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at like. Like maybe sliding in at nine and seven, but like look, the Bills that's can a really stretch. the Bills can I mean, really it's not that much of a stretch, but it's a stretch. Like it's a it's coming down to scenarios now. You know what I mean? Look, if they can get to nine and seven, I will be really stoked. I mean, I think I think both Dolphins games are very winnable. The Colts game is definitely very winnable. You think so? But we had to score more than three goddamn points to do it. Yeah, I kind of agree. Uh, I agree to agree. This Bills team is making me lose my hair. It's I fall- think my hair is going to It's thinner. falling out in chunks. 
All right, I think I'm done here. So it was great talking about the Bills with you, Deeks, catching up. Um, as always, another untimely Patriots, timely Patriots loss. You know, I hate to say it like that, but um, you know, the Bills got to get past that team at some point. Uh, I'm on the, I'm on the the fence of some people might think I'm nuts, but I think there's some some shit behind the scenes. I don't know what it is. I'm on the detail. So, as always, Deacon, thank you. Um, where can we find you on the interwebs? Oh, uh, follow me on Twitter at Adam the Bills fan. Instagram too. Yeah, if you want to, it's just pictures of my kid and food. But sure, do it. All right. Well, I'm your host, David Palermo, and it's been Num Bills Fan Podcast number one sixty three. Catching up with Adam Deacon after a soul-crushing Bills loss to the Pats. And on behalf of Grand Sand Sports Network and PunchDrunkSports.com, see ya. Smell you later, nerds.